What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bring Me Backstage, the show where we get to know people in their different roles within the entertainment industry. <laughs> This is your host, Marcelo Bacos and Lee Petros. How are you doing today, Mr. Petros? I'm doing great, Marcelo. And in fact, I'm really impressed that you memorized that intro. And you know you got the word entertainment right. I, I uh, did actually practice that for for over a month now. <laughs> it did no. <laughs> honestly, it was I, I was on my way here practicing that exactly I, word. I believe you. Exactly. But uh, you know I'm pretty excited today, Marcelo. Why is that? Because you, know, you, you know you're you going to be excited too. <laughs> I brush my teeth every day. Look at these white. No, they're <laughs> they're not very good. But yes. But our, our guest today, he's fantastic. Is it fantastic? Uh, he's like he's in yes. a Fantastic Four. He's he's been in the music industry for a decade. He's extremely well uh, rounded. He's worn a lot of hats from production managing venues to stage managing for Tim McGraw. Uh, and various other artists, and most recently, he's the guitar tech for Bon Jovi. Wow! Josh Mockerman, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. So, um, Josh, I just want to bring it up something before we start. Yeah, you're so polite, Marcella. I, I am. <laughs> My saggy eyes is because I was wasted last night. You so, know, that's, that's good to know. I really, I have more to aspire to. I haven't been doing my normal level of road drinking during quarantine. Gotcha. Uh, I did at the beginning, but I've been slacking. I, I, you know what? I did in the beginning and now I'm back. Well, I it's, it's in the also because he's like 45 years old. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there's that, but he's Brazilian. He's an, he doesn't age. No, see, he's getting thank there. You. Thank started, you. I see grays in your beard and your, your mohawk that's a little bit to the left. It today. does. It's because I, I'm telling you, last night was a mess. Anyway. Well, and, but to be clear, when I say he doesn't age, he's looked 45 for the last <laughs> 10 years and he will look 45 for the that's, next 10. That's very true. <laughs> so you've been around the block, uh, quite a bit. Uh, you know, you've from audio backline managing positions. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Oh, man, this is really the only thing I've ever done. Um, I, I just kind of fell into it, and I think that's probably common for a lot of people, as they say, the, the job finds you. Um, but I started in high school. Um, there, I helped out with a Christmas production running sound at, a, at the local performing arts center, and I asked the, the technical director, I said, well, this, this audio thing is really fun. Can I come back and do it again? And he said, no. <laughs> um, unless, unless you let me teach you lighting too. And I was like, okay, bonus. Uh, great. Um, so from there I, you know, I started doing that. I was, I interned on a, a summer stock, um, program, which is where Broadway actors scatter around the country and do, you know, the chorus people from New York will be leads in shows in smaller towns. And, um, so, so you I started in theater. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, apparently I, I you sweep floors So you're yes. a janitor. Yeah. So well, your first job. Well, no, I swept the stage. Uh, the, the stage. The floors were the janitor's a job. True Cinder <laughs> Cinderella um, story, huh? A Cinder yeah, a true yeah, Cinderella story. It, it, yeah, exactly. It is. But that, that was my, my very first, uh, the, the first two theater lessons I learned um, were, first of all, to always mop upstage to downstage. Never mop left to right, because then when the lights hit it, you can see the streaks. But huh. if you go upstage to downstage, you can't see the streets. Uh, you know what? I, I've done a lot of theater like when I was younger. I don't think I ever heard that before. I, I, I had never heard that either. That's some great mm -hmm. stage managing mm -hmm. advice. Uh, that, there you go. So if you, if you ever have a stage that you're mopping, then it's upstage to downstage. That's, that's the way. Perfect. Dude, yeah. so you're from West Michigan. Where? Do not do the hand, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm from Muskegon, which is about 45 minutes northwest of Grand Rapids. Um, okay. So it's a little, it's a little lake town. Um, it is where Brunswick is headquartered. Hmm. Um, Brunswick Bowling has their corporate offices there. If, if you don't know, I thought is. Brunswick was uh, in Europe. <laughs> no, that's that's the stew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so from from the from your small town in Michigan. Sweeping floors on the stage, learning. So, what what else? Yeah. So the the summer stock program um, had a bunch of IATSE people in the in the, uh, the head roles, which is the stagehands union for anybody that doesn't know. Um, and they they do local crew for various shows when they come through, and and so they said, well, you should start coming to Grand Rapids and working shows at Van Andel Arena. Um, and I said, well, great. I, w I would love to do that. So I started getting on calls and I started pushing boxes and, and learning, you know, how road shows went together, you know, bolting together trusts, plugging in cables, you know, learning the correct order to connect feeder in, um, just doing a lot of, you know, stuff to learn the nuts and bolts of, of the various 
departments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I there was a guy who worked at a backline company, um, renting out instruments and. Uh, and he's like, well, we always need people to take gear to shows and set it up. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. Um, so I did that for a couple of years and, and worked my way up into being the service manager and then eventually the uh, director of operations. And there was one weekend we were very busy. We had every truck out. We had every you know piece of gear. We were sub renting. It was just a crazy weekend. And I was supposed to go do a, uh, a festival, a Christian festival in northern Michigan that had three stages. And at five o'clock in the morning, my phone rang and the kid that was supposed to go up and and help me out had gotten just hammered, Hmm. Um, much like Marcella last night. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) the other Most weekends. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And weekdays. (laughs) um, The the difference is Marcella is generally pretty smart about it, whereas this kid uh, decided to... um, I wouldn't say pretty smart. You obviously haven't hung out Let me me put this in context for you. This kid uh, decided to use the middle of a major road in downtown Grand Rapids as a urinal. um, Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. Even wasted... (laughs) Um, and so he was in jail. Um, and, <laughs> and he was, he was on a Christian music festival, right? Well, yeah. And those was, are generally yeah. dry tours, right? Well, I mean, yeah, we, were, we were just, it sounds uh, like it's, it's, it's Scott Stabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we were just the local backline company, so we weren't on the road with any artists. We were just, you know, the people that were flying in, we were supplying the backline for the fly date. So, right. um, so there were, you there were no, no moral standards until the end of the show. Pretty, pretty much, much. Yeah. Um, but you have to be there on changeovers and I had nobody to help me. Um, cause I was like, well, I can't use the company credit card to bail him out. The owner's never going to stand for that. Um, so <laughs> you learned that, I guess huh, I'm going to figure it out. Don't use the credit card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't use the corporate credit they card. Don't let me use the credit um, card. <laughs> well, that's because you used it for hookers and blow the last time. <laughs> yeah. He, he, did, probably, he another, probably would. That is another I mean, not hookers because not hookers because I, I know he doesn't do hookers. Well, they don't take cards That's anyway. That's true. I'm in a committed yeah. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I went up there and I and for the for a three day festival, I ran three stages by myself because I I had to. Um, they were kind enough to give me a golf cart, and then at the end, I went in to pick up the check. And the uh, the guy that was the production manager for the festival said, "Hey, I tour manage this Christian band called Casting Crowns. We need a drum tech. Do you want to move to Nashville and go on the road?" Um, and so while I was on my way home uh, from that gig, I called the owner of the company and said, "I can't come to work next week because I'm moving to Nashville." And I, I th- if I remember correctly, I think he just laughed, and I was like. No, I'm, I'm serious. No, I'm I'm actually I'm actually going. Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Before I keep going to Nashville, what happened to the guy in jail? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> just left. Him. He, he just left. He was like, "See you later." I, yeah, I left him there. I, and I, mean, I didn't have the money to bail. Is him this out. still there in jail? <laughs> um, and uh, he's like, "Man, are you gonna come get me out?" And I was like, "No, I no." <laughs> call your mom. Call your mom. Uh, and yeah, and he, he was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna have to call my buddy. I'm gonna be really embarrassed." It's like, well, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I got to go. Like, <laughs> we were supposed be. to leave at 6 a.m. It's 5.30. Like, what, Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, uh, he, I never saw him again. I told him not to show up to work on Monday. Maybe he got stabbed <laughs> in jail. And it, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I don't, Maybe he got uh, HIV there, too. All right, Marcel. <laughs> calm down with your imagination. Sorry. <laughs> Kyle, if you're hearing this, I hope you're okay, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so I did you watched. know any, so you didn't do the gig cause you moved to Nashville? No. Well, I mean, I did the gig. Um, that was the three, the three stage festival and I, Oh, the drum yeah. tech gig was okay. And uh, did no, you, no, no, no. I, um, the, the festival that got me the drum tech gig, um, right. was, and that was what got me there. So I, I got to move to Nashville with a gig. Um, and, uh, did so. you know anything about drum teching or, or yeah. was that just something you're just like, yep, I'll do it? <laughs> no, although I, I do have a history of saying, yeah, I'll do it. That's and what you got to do. It's like, when does the tour start? Two weeks? I can figure it out in two weeks. And yeah, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, one of the mm-hmm. most common phrases out here, uh, fake it till you make it. And, and that's so true. Exactly. To a, to a certain point. To an extent, I'm sure yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get yes. into that later. But, you know, you, you do have to can you, have some can you skills. Plug it but, in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I knew enough about the nuts and bolts of, the, of a tour at that point, and, or, or thought I did. Um, and, you know, I had been the working at the backline company. I was responsible for everything. So I did drums and keyboards and guitars and basses and amps and all sorts of stuff because, 
you were, you were the guy, right. you know, and if, if you're a, a house backline guy and a touring guy comes in and the amp doesn't work, he's just going to go, Hey, uh, and then, yep. yeah, and then you have to figure it out. Right, so, yeah. And then you your know. heart starts going like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, that's where you learn a lot of troubleshooting and on a lot of different instruments. Yeah. So, you know, I knew how to, how to tune drums and how to set up drums and, um, maybe you should said, take well, Lee with you next time so he can learn some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a drum tech. I'm fine. Well, no, 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 no. But he was like talking about like also like troubleshooting stuff, you know. I do a great job at that. Uh, I troubleshoot your gear almost every show because, because you don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah. I, I think That's I've a, actually troubleshot Mar Marcelo's gear on a You on did? A show. You're probably <laughs> a guest. You know? uh, probably. He probably uh, had his batteries in backwards or something. <laughs> or like more often than not when he's freaking out. He's that like, happened, he brings it up all the time. I can't hear anything. And it, it, most of the time, usually he most can't hear anything because his pack's either not on because he didn't turn it on or he didn't plug his headphones you know in. i think that's i think that's what it was i think he was no, no, about no, no. to walk on stage and plug his ears yeah. in for that him or something once in my life <laughs> and he brings that up yeah, he, every fucking time he, he freaks out all the time it lives you gotta on in lee's memory cool. uh, yeah le learn how to be a professional marcella please <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> but uh, yeah sorry for interrupting uh, continue <laughs> no, but anyway that was the so that was how i ended up in nashville and, and got on the, okay, on cool. my first my first tour bus. So, so right off the, right out of the gate, you're doing it all, uh, from lights, sound, teching, backline, all of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always kind of figured that the way to always work in this industry was to know how to do more than one thing. Yeah, that's it. Um, yep. You know, every I've talked to so many band guys that are like, you know, unless you're a utility guy, you pick your thing and you specialize in that thing and you get really good at it, and that's the thing that gets you gigs. Right. Um, but as a crew guy, it's kind of, it's a little different sometimes, you know, it's like, you can't just do front of house. You have to be willing to try monitors. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta wear multiple or, hats. Yeah, exactly. Especially and, on the smaller tools. Yeah. And, and the more skills that you have, the more employable you are. Yep. Um, and until 2020, I've been, you know, pretty fortunate that I've made, you know, at least 95% of my living every year, just touring and, and doing shows between, you know, locally and on the road. Oh, which what one was, was your favorite? 5%. <laughs> yeah, what was the other 5%? Well, well this year, I, I'm, uh, I'm joking that I'm going to put on my resume for this year that I was a roadie for Santa. Because um, <laughs> my 2020 hustle is I've been uh, delivering for UPS. Okay. Um, so that's uh, kind of what I've been. So that's how you've been filling the void? Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, that was my not, first job when I moved to Nashville. Was it really? UPS. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like UPS. I'm it's a solid yeah. gig. It my is. uncle did it, and, and now he's retired in Florida. Doing all right. Yeah. Is he one of those guys that pops up when you Google Florida man? Pro no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. He's not from there. Oh, well, I mean, nobody in Florida is from there. He lives in a gated community, you know, away from uh, all that. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Which one was your uh, first gig here in Nashville? Well, it was Casting Crowns. That was the that was my first tour. Okay, it was your first tour. Yep. Now, from uh, the country genre, so you've done both, country, rock and roll. I've done country, I've done rock and roll, I've done a little bit of pop here and there. Is is the backstage lifestyle, like, different uh, between genres? Because I've only ever been in country, I, I haven't been able to see see what the rock and rollers <laughs> do. Well, was that, my, was that like my yeah, accent? I, I'm always working on it. <laughs> you know, honestly, a lot of the rock tours that I've been on have been pretty mild. Um, you know, Bon Jovi obviously was, you know, big into things back in their, in their heyday. So they're all the burnt out. Well, they, well, they're like about, their grandparents now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't know about burnout necessarily, but it, you know, I think probably most of your listeners are old enough to remember when buying music used to be a thing. Um, <laughs> right, right. but there's like a whole subset of people that have never bought music. They've either downloaded it illegally Streaming. or they've streamed it. Yeah. And that's that's really changed the landscape of how people make money as an artist. Um, and it used to be your record sales was where you made all the money, and then touring no, well, was kind yes of an no, uh, the, thing. The, the 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 labels kind of screw the artists a lot. Well, yeah, but back in the '80s and '90s, people were getting huge advances and making big budget records, and and you know they were selling millions of copies. And the, and I'm I'm talking about you know obviously there's always different classes of artists, but I'm talking mm -hmm. about people that like would bon Jovi. sell yeah the Bon Jovi's, the Tim McGraws, right? The, you know all those big '80s and '90s acts that were selling millions of records. Mm -hmm. That was where the money was coming from, and you know now that people aren't paying for music um, and streaming services are paying less for music. Mm -hmm. 
the money has become on the road. Right. Yeah, you know? It's probably a lot harder to go triple platinum and diamond now with all the, the streaming services. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah, and I mean, obviously, every streaming service calculates plays and, you know, however that happens, they all do that differently. It's not a but, whole lot. <laughs> I, I Googled it once. Like, I did a Spotify calculator, and I think it was like 100 million streams gets you, like, somewhere between five hundred dollars to $700,000, which, yeah, that's a lot of money, but... Hundred million. I mean, yeah. back in the day, that would have been maybe a hundred million uh, CDs. Or well, yeah, you know, and, and I mean, you know, and back in the day, you had to buy a whole record to hear the song that you loved. Right. You know, and, and if if you were like, I have to hear "Living on a Prayer," like you had to buy that whole record. Back on vinyl, man. Yeah. yeah. Now, now know, they sell or, or even on cassette or CD. You know, and it wasn't until the advent of digital that you could pick and choose and and buy certain songs. So anyway, all that to say that like now that the majority of people's money is being made on the road. There's, you know, the, the crazy stories about all the stuff that happens backstage, it's less and less now because people are realizing they're, you know, they're treating it as a business. Um, you know, roadies are not people who like do six lines of Coke and right. stay up all night <laughs> no, yeah, you and keep that get shit hammered quiet. before the gig. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, it's like, you can't, you can't even get away with it anymore no, because the jobs are so highly technical right. and highly specialized and there's no room for, for error. And now you need an education. And before it was like, Hey, we're friends with the band. And then they hire <laughs> the people around them. It's, yeah, yeah, it's and, a completely different world. It is professional. There are now schools just dedicated to being road managers, audio guys, yeah. lighting guys. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and, and honestly, all the, the tours that I've been on that are the, we'll say the loosest, are the country tours. <laughs> um, yep. I heard oh of before, It's too. such a blast. These, these Chase Rice guys, man. They, <laughs> they, they, they drink The like Dirty crazy. Rice Boys. No. No, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I they, like they, that. They, they call, they call, uh, well, who was it? It was on the Chesney tour. Chesney, yeah, the Chesney uh, tour. Yeah, they used to call it. Uh, yeah, until the next morning, then you're the Fried Rice Boys. <laughs> 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 I did call Chase Rice Fried Rice once in a while. Yeah, how does he take that? that not to him. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, now. no, no, no. It was like, we work for like fried rice. Yeah, Uncle okay, Ben's yeah. Uncle Chase ben. Rice. I did say Uncle Ben before. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, well, that's to unpack another time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there, there hasn't been, you know, I haven't really been a part of a tour where there's, you know, a bunch of people doing coke backstage or anything, you know, real wild. You know, some tours right. people love to drink. Um, I was on one tour where the crew would finish a bottle of Woodford before sound check. <laughs> are you? Uh, it was not a Chase Rice tour. Although I'll say, I was like, are you touring together? Uh, That's a, <laughs> Eric Church. How our, Eric uh, Church. Guitar tech quit drinking five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually a Tim McGraw gig. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You probably know him. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> I, I might. Opie. Yeah, oh, I've met yeah, Opie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. But yeah, he, he quit drinking. What, nice. four years yeah, ago? Yeah, I was in Canada. Uh, Tim McGraw was late for the show because the the plane had some issues. And we, we got to load in like three hours earlier than we would have had to. And we had a bottle of Jack. And Ooh, just wait, wait, wait. That was like in the morning, right? Yeah, we started at like eight in the morning. And uh, we call it our breakfast. We call it breakfast or load-in juice, whatever <laughs> you want to label it. But uh, between like four crew guys, we polished off a Jack Daniels Dude, I think it was everybody. Yeah. I don't think it was just. Yeah, no, it was, it was it a little was. bit. Of, well, the band's not usually up that early, honestly. Oh, well. Marcelo is an exception. Mm -hmm. But that's probably because he was drink, drinking heavily. Heavily the previous night. I do have a problem if I'm like wasted the night before. I wake up like super early. That's like a thing. Interesting. Well, yeah, I know, like and you, I don't have you know you gotta go like, have, for a run or whatever and get the toxins out. Is that the? No, I don't do anything. I just okay. Like, you just lay, just, you just lay around and go. Yes. I'm so hungover. No, I don't have hangovers at all. Oh, I know. That's it's, I, I don't buy it. it. That's yeah. like especially random. someone. Of your age. Am I? <laughs> I your your advanced years. <laughs> <laughs> Some people will like with time, like, oh, when you're like in your 30s, you're going to start getting hangovers. I'm on most of my 40s. I don't know, and my I don't kidneys were hurting back when oh, I was 22. Yeah. I, I, th I think a, a couple years back, I had my first two day hangover. Um, oh, Jesus. Two man. day. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's, it's the first time and only yeah. time that's yeah. ever happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, the older I get, the less I drink. It's, yeah, it's I, I'm starting to feel it. I, I really am. Like, a, and I'm the old guy here, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. we're, we're pretty close. I think we're maybe within a year of each other. So I'm 82. Oh, yeah, I'm only 81. Oh, so you're older than you know? me. <laughs> oh, I see. I got a joke. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, so I, you were saying uh, before we started recording that uh, 
you know, you've been touring for this long and you haven't played any games. Like, you guys, you have no road games to share with us. No. That's surprising. I, well, How about we share our games? Well, I would love to I, share I'm our down games. for that. <laughs> I've, I've toured with a lot of people who either are too drunk to play games. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, some guys play video games. That's the new Yeah, the we, new we do video games, too. We but, do video games. Uh, we're drinking, we're like, drinking and driving Mario Kart. You haven't played Mario Kart? Uh, no, I haven't. And I think it's partly because I'm, you know, if there's one thing I'm definitely addicted to, it's work. Um, so like my, my 2020 was supposed to be guitar tech for Bon Jovi, uh, front of house for Logan Mize. I was going to production manage live on the green. I had two local venues. I have another, uh, another club band, uh, tribute act that I'm a PM for. So when I get on the bus at the end of the night, I'm like, Oh, I've got time to send a few emails. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and, and so I just, it's just kind of that tour manager brain that I've never really gotten into the game scene. (laughs) Now it's back to Cinderella sweeping floors. Yeah, uh, it's waiting exactly. Waiting for that prince to come and sweep you off your feet. Something like that. All right, yeah. Marcel, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you start us off uh, with the games? Yeah, what are, what are well, we what like, you have in store for us? We forgot to tell him. We used to do like Strip Mario too. Oh, Strip yeah. Mario oh. That was a good one too. That was a good we one. Usually it was mostly for the audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The audio only version of the podcast will play that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Or we'll just blur ourselves out. You know, yeah, yeah. There you go. You do that a, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we have like a few different games over here, uh, and uh, we might play another one later before okay. we, we're done. But like, I would like that. Is that so? We'll, we'll um, bookend with some games. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll so get into the hard-hitting content in the middle. We're gonna pour some shots for us here. All right. So that's if you if you messed up, you have to have a have to do a shot. Well, okay. Well, what what's messing up? What yeah. Are we well, playing? you haven't. Told us I what game. Know, I, don't, I don't know the I, game. I, 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 I know, like that there's. Well, why I'm pouring. I'm, well, can I'm I pick? Can I pick my favorite of of the few that we do? Okay, I know what you want. I already know. You already know what I want. Yeah, let's do it. I want drunk spelling bee. I would love to do a round of because you know I'm bee. gonna fuck up, right? I, well, you did. You didn't last time, actually. I was impressed, Marcel. I think that was the first time. That, that you did not mess up on a word. For you that are listen or watching this, I'm not American. It's right. not my first language. So if, that's, you, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> if you couldn't uh, he's tell. Southern. Point he's southern. He's from Kentucky. Yeah. 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 He's, he is southern. I'm, I'm, he's, Bowling Green. He's, Bowling he's Green. one of the most southern people I've met down here in the South. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's actually more southern than, than any of us if, you, if you're talking Absolutely. geographically. Yeah, I'm from South Pole. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Mr. Worldwide, our beautiful, handsome sound guy, uh, what is Josh's word? Pandemonium. Oh, pandemonium. Oh, and, and before before we start, just just so you know, if you mess up, part of this game is we ridicule you, we tell you how dumb you are, how stupid you are. But it's the complete opposite. If you're right, we we we're like we praise you. We're like yes. Josh, you are so right. smart. You're well educated. You know, and and we want you to do the same to the us. Same for us. If, yeah. if we mess up, and, okay. and if you lose, you do take the shot. And if you win, you can take the shot too. Still take the shot. Well, let's see. Let's see All what right. my ratio is before we commit to that. All right. So let's. Pandemonium. All right, pandemonium. All right, I think we're going to go P-A-N-D-E-M-O-N-I-U-M. We have a Harvard graduate. Holy guacamole. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good job. You know what? I always thought that Michigan people from small towns are not as smart as this guy here. Me but either. I completely take this back. I take this back. I think he's one of the smartest people that we've had Probably. on this show thus far. Well, wow, that's not setting the bar real high, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's good true. job, good job, good all right, job. All right, uh, I guess we got to right. keep going something else. Let's do something else. No, 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 no. Oh, now you turn. do spelling me. We're not skipping. He always yeah. tries to cop out. Does he? Yeah. Man. He wants to fuck you over. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'll take out for dinner first. Okay, cool. As long as, as, long as you're going to buy I me a nice steak I never said he wasn't first. sweet. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a gentleman. All right, well, I could be. All right, my word. Whether you can spell gentleman remains to be seen. Maybe we should make that his word. No, I don't want to do that. It's too easy. Transmutation. <laughs> <laughs> so before I was like, I was in the bathroom poo poo earlier and I heard their conversation. He was like, hey, if we do the spelling bee, make sure his word is the, like the hardest one. Okay, now here. That's not that I, hard of a word. Okay, it so. is. I, I think I understand the rules of the game. Maybe, do we, do we want to up the stakes? Uh, yes, absolutely. What's, what do you have in mind? So if you misspell the word, and he tells you that you're wrong, and then I can spell it correctly. Go on. You have to take a second shot. Yes, I'm all for it. We have just enough vodka to do it. I like the sound of that. All right. I you don't know, and, at all. And, and he's the guest, and the guests get what they want because we're great hosts. 
Fair. All right. So, <laughs> what was it? Transmutation. Marcella, your word is transmutation. T R. Good start. A N M. Oh, I mean S. No, okay, S- okay, we'll give that S. Yeah. All right. S M U T I. T. Oh my God. Well, you're wrong at UTI. I just wanted to hear you finish. I wanted to see if you were going to add an S at the end. But, uh, anyways, that's two shots for you, my friend. Is that so wrong? You fucking idiot moron. No, it's only only one right now. I, I have to spell it oh, yes, correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Wait, 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 he didn't mock me. Yeah, no, no, insult well, him. I'm, I'm you doing this. No, but we do have actually. Okay. Okay. No, that's, that's a f- because transmutation is not it's not an easy word. No, I like, trust me. I know. You know. But okay. yeah, you still have to mock me though. Because of that, I can yeah, mock just you call back. him a name. He just wants you to insult him. He yes. likes it. He gets off on it. Rules are rules. Oh, well, I'm, I'm saving the insult for when I beat you. Okay, that's even correctly. better. Marcel, right. shut the fuck up. So, All right, right let's, let's, yeah, let's shut the it, fuck Josh. up. Take the, take the shot. I'll do it. You're, I'll do it. You know, you owe us one. Right, and, and fill it up because I know you're going to be taking the second <laughs> shot. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. Oh, I would say T R A N S M U T A T I O N. That is correct. Degrees in Harvard and Yale. (laughs) Ivy League over here. This is what I was waiting for. We'll we'll let the dumbass in the corner. That's that's bullshit. Everyone sees this. That's bullshit. He's getting a full one. Just for being a terrible host. Lee feels that if Marcelo's not drunk by the end of the taping, then we've done something wrong. Right. I'll take this one here. No, no, no. That's for me. But I probably won't even be taking it. I don't know. It'll be up to me. Josh, I like you your new rule. You did just take my shot. No, I did not. Fucker. <laughs> uh, possession's oh, nine tenths right, of the law, right. I guess. Well, Mr. I, I, we shouldn't. Yeah. We'll get whiskey. Or, or yeah, whiskey, we'll get whiskey. No, not tequila. I'll puke. <laughs> hey, you can't shoot whiskey, man. You gotta, you gotta respect the bourbon. We'll get something cheap. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Irish whiskey. We gotta have yes, Irish whiskey. I fucking hate Jameson. Me too. I, uh, I love Me whiskey, too. but I can't get twelve. It. I haven't had that. It's better. I'll Man, try I'm it. crying. On a Oh, you <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> wow. These are all from the same list. Fuck. All right. On a All right. O. N. O. M. O. Shit. I have no idea how to spell this word, but I know that's not Can right. Can I change that O to an A? <laughs> Is that allowed? I gave Marcelo a fix. Hold on, hold on. I want to change. I no, said O, but I, I want to say. This, it, it, listen, this word is a bitch. So if, if you want to. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-I-A? No. <laughs> God, God damn water, Tony York, dumbass. Drink that shit. Her, come on. All right. I'm not yeah, taking a shot to uh, call me dumb or man, idiot or I, something. I have a hard time calling you an idiot because... I can't spell that fucking word either. No, no, but that, that, that's not how the rule is. <laughs> Even if you don't know, I don't know either, but I still can give him a hard time. All right. So, well, shut the fuck up and take that shot then. <laughs> oh. how was it, it wasn't that bad, actually. Uh, well, well, yeah, now you're just trying to make Marcelo look like a dick. <laughs> he is a dick. I don't have to try very hard. Josh, anyway, so you say, you're saying that uh, uh, there was nothing unusual all this year on the road, you've never seen something unusual backstage. Man, yeah, uh, of the 10 years or more, you know, you've been doing this since high school. You're yeah. telling me nothing. You've got nothing crazy that just comes to mind. Man, there's, uh, there's also, I could talk about any one of a number of things. This is an 18 and up podcast. Uh, it, no, it, 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 we don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> there aren't any regulations We already or said so many, so many curse wars drink in front of camera. <laughs> so I was like, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Okay. By the way, are we done with this game? Is that well, the, that's just what oh. I want. We'll, we'll come back to it. So, yeah, oh, we're, going, okay. we're going back I, to the I, conversation. I felt bad that like, I hadn't. Okay. No, that's fine. And you don't have to. All right. Oh, I guarantee right to the next choice. game, you're going to lose, baby. Oh, okay. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Um no, I, I remember early on in, in my career when I was still working at that, that theater, it's a, a funny story and also a valuable 
lesson. As we've just seen, I'm not real great at making fun of people or like <laughs> talking down to people. It's never, it's never been my style. Right. It's not um, a very good quality and, to have. <laughs> and, you should you know, tell people that in an interview. Right. I'm good at talking shit. Does that right. mean we have to tell quit doing that? I'm better than them. I like to say that that's not my job a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, I am good at talking shit. I mean, I'll sit around and, you, you know, and banter with people all day long, but I, I'm not good at like, you know, making fun of people or objectifying people or whatever. And one of my first shows that I, that I worked is, you know, this is a local performing arts center. So we had a, a production of the Nutcracker every year. Um, and this is, you know, two and a half, three weeks long. You're there every day. And, and, uh, so we had a bunch of old crusty stage hands there <laughs> who like were, uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, of course we had this, this entire cast of just like gorgeous ballet dancers. I don't know if you've ever been around ballet dancers oh, in yeah. person. Not that I know but of. But just like, Yes. They're just, you know, and you can't help but be in shape. Like you have to, to, to do it. And it's just like, there was the Russian ballet, the Moscow ballet, and just uh, this entire cast of just beautiful women. And these guys were saying all the things that you can imagine that old crusty men say when they're around a bunch of people who they think don't speak their language. <laughs> um, and... So we get through two and a half weeks of this and we get down to our last week of production and the final few shows. And we walk in one morning and it was like somebody flipped a switch and every single one of those girls started speaking perfect English. And so <laughs> and you guys just say like, right. I mean, that's most countries that, that I've, I've gone to is a, a yeah, lot there's, of them there's, can speak yes, English, uh, multiple languages. Uh, yeah. Um, We're and, dumb. Fucking <laughs> 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 um, dumb. But it was uh, Watertown, New York. It was interesting to to watch all these guys who had been saying just this nasty shit for the last two or three weeks to just kind of go. And then the ladies oh. like, oh, by the way, <laughs> you guys stop talking to me like there is. I don't know. Is that my Russian accent? Yeah, it sounded I'd great. Like your, I like you your sound impression like of a, a Russian woman. Most uh, females from Russia that I've met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to drink vodka, so it, it made me. It made me. <laughs> yeah, that's, it gave you the inspiration. Fun fact, vodka is actually originated from Poland. Oh, really? I've had Polish vodka. Sobieski. Yeah. yeah, that's the potato vodka, right? Yeah. It, it has to be. I, uh, I, I suppose, supposedly the potato vodka is best. I'm 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 more of a whiskey guy. I'm not a, a vodka aficionado, um, but supposedly the potato vodka is where it's at. See, I don't even know if I've had potato vodka. Are I know I started me? with UV and Smirnoff. Then I got into rum, and then when I moved to Nashville, I thought country music, UV? whiskey. Yeah, well, when you start, first start drinking, you know, when I was a teenager, uh, when I when I started partying with my friends, you know, I wanted the cool colored bottles. UV had like uh, green and pink and blue, and I didn't know shit about liquor. I just wanted to get drunk. So. Where, where, classic, did that, where did that fit in your obsession with Boone's Farm and Natty Ice? <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> I was uh, it was he's, a he's still drink, he still drinks that kind of Keystone Bush Light in Milwaukee's best, where I'm from. He's like, I've got a case of Zima hidden no, downstairs he, right now. He still drinks that kind of shit. Trust me. That's not true. I'm a, I'm a classy man now. Uh, he asks for like PBR, PBR all the time. Yeah, yeah. PBR is the classiest of cheap beers. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the beer that I buy when I have no money to buy it's beer. It's East Nashville beer. It's hipster. It really is. It, cool. Yeah, it, it I, definitely is. I feel like uh, Tito's is a, a potato vodka, right? I have no, no idea. No, Tito's I, is, a grain, is a grain vodka. It's a grain vodka? Yeah. It's delicious, Made though. in Texas. Yeah, yeah, that I know. But anyway, so uh, you're saying that uh, the Nutcracker, the ladies, all Russians yeah, start speaking and, English. Yeah. So that that was that was a very good uh, number one lesson about being backstage is if you think you should talk, don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> and wait, make sure uh, that thing you were about to say is actually old idea. man. Um, well, or especially you know if because you never know what people get offended by, and this is very much a well, especially in today's uh, day. Oh yeah, well, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Like, you know, it's it only takes one person to hear some disparaging comment about the artist or you know how the tour sucks or whatever. And right, the next thing well, you know, you're on a plane home. Right. Well, yeah, you know. they they taught us that in audio school where I went. They're like, don't <laughs> talk shit. If if you don't like country, if you don't like rap, you don't like certain genres, don't fucking say it. Yeah. If you don't like the Beatles, don't say that. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Somebody important might like it. 
And, uh, you know, you just might say it around the wrong person and lose your job, like you said. Yeah, uh, Actually, exactly. you did say, you did one time, like, talk shit about the Beatles. Even if I know, I know I personally. I love the Beatles, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I know personally that you love the Beatles, but you and, said shit about the Beatles. And that and, person got upset Oh, about my it. Yeah, gosh, she was, she was so ready upset. to But she was it. also hammered. She's, yeah, she, she was, was really, she's an really artist. Yeah. She's an artist. In and and you gotta you gotta learn how to how to temper things. Like I'm you know I'm not a big Beatles fan, but I have a lot of respect for the Beatles and what they did for the culture of the world and the culture of music. And they changed right. the entire face of of everything. Well, and it, and it, like I mean I in general I have a problem with people that go oh so and so sucks. It's like well why? no they <laughs> they play arenas and stadiums. Clearly they they're not for horrible. like forty it plus just, years something yeah, like that. It just you know it just means that it's not your thing, and that's fine. Like right. that's why there's different kinds of music. Like you know I would never go to a Slipknot show. That's not my thing. But you love Slipknot. I do. And, you know, so it doesn't mean they suck. They're talented musicians. Oh, no, they just don't thing. appeal to you. Yeah, yeah I agree exactly. with that statement 100%. You know, I, 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 the only time I, when I say I hate bands, it's to upset the people around me. I do it, <laughs> it just for that reason. He does just like yeah. upsetting the people. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah, he, he, likes, he likes to give you like yeah, a little. Push yeah. the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, but you're right because I, I, I can't stand Nirvana. But oh, I see, have. I like Nirvana. No, I know. I like but Nirvana I have too. so much respect. For that band. Yeah. Oh, I love Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. It's crazy because that, anyway. But like, I, I can't stand Nirvana, but I know how much they are important to the music. Yeah. And they change pretty much. And, and coming back around to it, one of Kurt's primary songwriting influences was the Beatles. He yeah. loved the Beatles and he loved John's melodies and, and that was a big inspiration for him. Yes, I, I read about that before. Like like I said, like I don't like their music, but I... I I really respect everything yeah. they're, they're ever done. It's like, and I love the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I love yeah. the Foo Fighters too, man. How can you and not Nirvana. like the Foo Fighters? I mean, How, I, I have a friend I, who's like, I just don't. I just don't it's crazy, it, man. I was like, all right, well, this that's is cool. The, but this is the, to my point of view, it's the, the last rock rock band ever. Yeah, yeah well, I no, trying. I mean, I can't, I can't I mean, go along with that. I mean, he works for Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is way before... Uh, um, Uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, you know, as far as being to the last view, rock band, band standing. Like, real, real. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, if, you, you know, seen, go listen seen. to Rival Sons or, you know, go listen to Big Wreck. Maybe I guess I Oh, dude, I've listened to Big Wreck. They're a Canadian band. Yeah, yeah. dude, Big Wreck is yeah, awesome. I'm from upstate New York, so I, I got a lot of the music coming out of there, like the Tragically Hit yeah. and Mother Mother. Maybe I should re-educate myself about because yeah, I, I, st I stopped listening to yeah, st start you with ignorant those two. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Ian Thornley now is the closest thing we have to Chris Cornell. You know, if you if you ask if you ask Logan, he doesn't know Chris Cornell. He doesn't know Chris Cornell. He he says that Ian's a better singer than Chris Cornell is. Was well, this is very subjective. Like I never understand when people like come over to me. It was like, oh, this singer is better than this. I was like, no, this is a different style. Yeah, like right. This is guy is good on like in this band. He probably wouldn't sound as good as in this band. Yeah, but if if you know Ian decided he wanted to do it, he could absolutely do whatever sing. Chris's parts if he wanted to sing a Soundgarden song, but he's a great singer and a shredding guitar player, and that's a that's a great Canadian band, nice. um, Big Rack. And then the Rival Sons guys who were nominated for a Grammy last year for best rock record uh, for Feral Roots. Um, that was actually a record that my my girlfriend turned me on to. She goes, "You have to hear this drummer," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" She <laughs> played, it. I was like, "Oh, this is dope." This is, this is a great record. So. I guess I got. I guess I got to make a note here and listen to those bands later. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I should absolutely reeducate myself. You've worked all these different roles: um, guitar tech, stage mm -hmm. manager, production manager, backline tech. What, what's your favorite position? Where, where'd you start? Like, well, I know where you started. You, you did yeah. a little bit of everything, but but what's what's your go-to? Like, what's what's the gig you want? What's your dream gig, actually? We haven't asked that yet. Uh, well, you know, this is, um, I, I'm kind of shooting for the stars here. Because one of the reasons that I do so many different things is I get bored easily. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm not, people ask me all the time, oh, you're a guitar tech. You must be a really great guitar player. And I'm like, 
no, I suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> at, at one point, Marcelo was like, maybe, you know, we've got an opening for a utility guy. Maybe you should try out. I was like, no, nah, it's probably not a great idea. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, then he actually played a gig with me and never spoke about it again, which means he probably was <laughs> realized that In I fact, was right. You guys probably didn't talk until you were invited onto this podcast. Yeah, but really, that. probably not. He's, he's ignored he's me very for like years. He, didn't, like he, he invited me for, uh, what was a dinner or something in your house uh, a few, like a few months ago? Yeah, and then uh, we were going to get together one day for a beer, and it's like we, we only live like five minutes apart, and somehow we, wow. we haven't uh, managed to get together. I blame COVID. It's crazy, too, because, well, no, he's got all the free time in the world, and I know Marcelo's just chilling in that area, going out every every opportunity well, I feel, that he gets. Well, I feel, I feel weird to, like, <laughs> invite people, people, like, to go out, you know, like, as a, you know. Because uh, um, everybody's broke and there's a global everybody's pandemic. Everybody's broke. No, just you know. our friends are broke. Everyone else has gone back to business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it, our business. It, yeah, it's just restaurants and the entertainment no, now industry. Now everyone's working from home and getting more free time than ever. But not us. Yeah. Not us. Now that now they only have to dress their top half for work. Right. Oh my god. No, no but the point is like is like we all broke and and also like um I didn't even like talk about this like we're broke cuz it, it brings the bad energy of being broke. But uh also you have a girlfriend and I I'm always feel weird to invite you know, oh, can I have a beer with me? Blah blah blah. Because I don't know your girlfriend's like, who is this guy? Oh no, she's she's cool. When we when we moved into our place, <laughs> we uh, we were deciding what to put in what room, and she goes, well, you need more space for your studio gear. And I was like, what do you what do you what are you saying? Her. What, what are you I saying? Know, and she goes, well, she, you should have the master bedroom, and then we'll use the second bedroom to sleep in. And I was like, all right, this is this. I like a girlfriend around. Yeah. Right? yeah oh my she, god. Yeah. So, you know, she's she's very much a, like, if I was like, hey, I'm going to go have a beer with Marcella. She's like, okay, let me know when you're coming home. Well, you know so, what? Yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to have a beer. Uh, well, right. I'm not doing beer anymore. I'm doing uh, a seltzer. So, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what? Calorie. Gonna, vodka, same ABV apparently. percentage. I'm yeah. watching. <laughs> Since I'm getting old, I'm, you know, I still drink, but I, I now I. Now you watch the carb intake. Watch the carb yeah. intake. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, so that's I, what I've been doing lately. I have a friend on, on Logan's. Logan's tour is, is one of those where it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's very relaxed. You can kind of do whatever you want as long as you're like, you know, doing your job. And, right. Uh, there's one guy on that on that tour who uh, will I, I have watched him slam a worm truly at 10 a.m. And the reason I've done so many things is is that I get bored easily. So I you know after I've done a few years of tuning guitars, I want to go do something else. And you know I because what I really love about it is the moment when the lights go down and everybody yeah. yells and and you know the that thing that you've been working on since. 8 a.m. or 6 a.m. or 4 a.m. is done and everybody's there and they're about to have the time of their life and they've saved up all year to go to this show maybe. And and that's yeah. that's what I like about it. So yep. I, I, the reason I'm on tour is because I like being on tour. Um, the, the job is less important to me. Um, that said, still not going to do lighting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lighting guys are fucking weird. We have a, we have a I mean, position for lighting. Right lighting now. guys are great. I appreciate lighting. <laughs> I could set up a lighting rig if I needed to. I know enough to be helpful, but I don't tell many people that. Um, so then you'd have to get that job. Exactly. Because um, I don't like being the I first That could be a little salary bump, yeah. though. You know? I, I tell you like, this. Hey, I'll run the lights and, you know. Was that, was that Michael Ray that had this lighting guy that was, like, so fucking cool? Which one was like, he was like dancing around and during the show? That was Wiz Khalifa. Oh, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> that, was, that was one show we did. Uh, we did a college and uh, it was, the lineup was fucking ridiculous and I was stoked because I, I had to double check with our tour manager. I might have brought this up before. No, that, that was... But it was when 303 opened up for, for us. <laughs> and, uh, right. and Wiz Khalifa was playing inside in the gym after our set. And the lighting guy had, I actually have video of that. Dude, like, that guy was hair, sick. He was just rocking the fuck <laughs> Nice. Was, he was, was like, I, yeah. I was watching him more than I was watching Wiz Khalifa. Me too. I was like, <laughs> that guy's like, the real check dude. Out right the guy. He's got some real front of house presence out there. It's fucking dude, awesome. There you go. <laughs> I, I've seen a few like that. And that's, uh, you know, when I'm out front mixing, sometimes I'll, you know, be bopping along and. Yeah, because yeah. like I know. sing the words, you know. Well, yeah, and you know when I when you mix, you're kind of like a, an additional member of the of the band in a way, like extension of like yeah. I I feel like we all like th this job like that we all have. Like I'm not just talking about musicians, but the crew guys. Like being on the road, it's it's a really it's a it's a blast. 
to yeah. have that kind of like pe- people um don't know like how fucking cool it is to have this job and get paid and still have a good life yeah and, and, and you know i mean it's it's different when you're a crew guy like people when people think about being on the road they think about like being a band guy mm-hmm. you know that's what everybody thinks so they think right. every they think everybody wakes up at noon and then they go wander around the city for a while and then they wander into the arena at, just before the doors open and go I think we should do a show. <laughs> right. Um, whereas, you know, when you're on a, like, there are, there are those days. Um, but more often when you're a crew guy, you're up at seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Right. And, but and, it's you still know, a pretty cool job. Like, it's, I, I it's guarantee you'll job. never yeah. work anywhere else where people it, are like, how did you get there? What do you do? You must make, everyone thinks we're fucking rich. That's, that's the funny <laughs> that, thing. Yeah. About well, we yes. Do. It's like, a good job. It's a good job. I yeah. Do have, yeah. But, we don't can't complain like, if well, you're not the artist, not doing it the for artists, the money. Yeah. I mean, the money is definitely a plus, but it's yes. it's not like we're we're not. Everyone just has this perception of of everybody in the industry, and it's just it's just funny when when people ask you questions like you must make so much money, and then we're like, what do you do? And they're like, I'm a massage therapist. It's like, oh man, you're killing it. <laughs> yeah, well, and and I mean, people don't appreciate how volatile it is and how much difference there is in between the salary when you work for Bon Jovi and the salary when you when you work for like a, a new act that's just starting out. Um, and, you know, I, I do both yeah. <laughs> and I like doing both. Um, and it doesn't always have to to pay thousands of dollars every week for me to to get on a bus. You know, sometimes it's about, man, I really like all these people. And it's going to be fun. And sometimes it's about, well, hey, I really, you know, I love this this artist that nobody's ever heard right. of. And I, I feel like I can get out there and be helpful and make an investment in their in their career. Or, you know, it, it could be any one of a number of reasons. But I've yeah. had years where I've, you know, made great money. And I've had years where I get to the end and I, like, add up all my W-2s and 1099s and go, <laughs> how did I pay my rent this year? <laughs> Dude, right now I'm doing gigs for 50 bucks just because I fucking miss it. Like, yeah. that's that's why I'm doing it. I love it. Yeah. I love the lifestyle. I love the way it makes me feel. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait for it to be back. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, all I can I, say. I literally, like, like my artists sometimes would, like, because I, I play some gigs in town, even when I'm, like, back in the normal days. Yeah. Um, like, I used to come out of the road, like, literally, like, let's say, come back Sunday morning from the road and then go have a gig. Yeah. And I, and, like, downtown. Yeah. And he was like, why do you do this? I was like, because I fucking love to play. It was like, it doesn't yep. matter to me. It's like, it's, I'm not even doing this for the money because I, some, some nights I don't even make money like at all, like, like significant amount, but I just like to go play. It's yeah. like, it's. Well, and, and, and that's, that's so key. You know, like I, people always ask me, one of the most common questions I get is like, well, how do I, how'd you get into the business? How do I get into the business? And I always tell people, it's like, if, so the first thing to do is think about if there's anything else that you also love doing. And if there is, then go do that. Right. Not, not because I don't want people to get into this business. Like I, I'm not one of those people that's like, we need to keep the doors closed and we can't you know, let people in. They're going to take our jobs. Like it's, <laughs> there's, <take> dog. <laughs> there's, there's thousands of artists, there's thousands of tours, there's thousands of positions. There's, there's plenty of work to go around if you know your stuff and you're good to work with. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't love it, you're not going to make it, you know, because you, you, you have, have to, to, yeah, you have to want to do it more than you want to do anything yeah, as else. Fun as fun as it is, there's a lot of sacrifice, you yeah. know, like you're going to miss birthdays, weddings, yep. just yep. all sorts of uh, important life events, you yeah. know, that, that we do take for granted. Yeah. I mean, at one point I was on the road for 16 straight weeks, Damn, you know, man, a friend I of mine toured, toured with Bon Jovi back in the heyday in the eighties. And I said, what was the longest you ever went without being home? And he said, well, define being home. And I huh. said, sleeping a night in your own bed. And he thought about it for a second. And he said, 13 months. Jeez. And that was how it used to be. Yeah. You know? I feel like uh, the, 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 because those, like, those bands would tour like all over the world. Yeah. You know? Well, and I mean, bands still tour all over the world. Well, I'm saying like in our world here, like the country world, mm-hmm. it's mainly here in America. Yeah. So we have the, the privilege of like, you know, when they, we go uh, like overseas but it's just for like a short period of time, you know? Yeah. Like at least, I don't, I don't know your personal experience. I'm talking about my personal experience. Uh, but, uh, but like those bands, like they're, you know, if they go goddamn Europe, they stay there and then they go from Asia and mm-hmm. then they go Australia, whatever. And, 
yeah, it takes yeah, and and I think now there's a lot more of a you know, and, and not just in touring, it's in the culture at large that there's a lot more of a focus on you know, mental health and work-life balance. And some of that has fortunately bled into touring a little bit. And even, you know, even the artists are realizing that it's, you know, it's not the healthiest thing for their wife and their kids if they, if they leave and they're gone for six months, Yeah, you know, or, and it, and it kind of, yeah, well, yeah. And I mean, there's some people that love to do that and I'm sure that, you know, somewhere there are people that, that still do it. Um, but it's not the norm. No, not at all. Uh, well, like I, I think we all love to do it, and that's why we do it. But, yeah, it, it is hard to find that balance if, yeah. if you want to have a regular life. Like, I don't know when I'm done doing this if, if I'll, I'll be ready to be done doing this, you know, like because I do. I want a family. You know, I want to be able to make those birthdays and weddings yeah. and, and retain those relationships with people and and stuff like that. It's it's tough. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, there's definitely ways to do it, but it's, you know, there, you can either work hard on it while you're on the road mm -hmm. or you can use the road as an excuse to really, you know, disengage and, oh, I'm, I'm so busy. It was a late night and then bus right. call. And then we had to get, we had to get on the plane and we had, you know, and you can, you can really find excuses to avoid home you know, if you're, if you're looking for it right. or if you're, you know, if you, if it's an escape for you. Um, but it's, you know, it's key to work on your home stuff on the road as much as you would work on your road stuff when you're at home, if you're advancing shows yep. or, you know, whatever Absolutely. it is, you know, just like anything else, you practice your instrument, you work on your relationship. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, Josh, before we wrap things up, uh, is there any advice that you'd like to give anybody to, to get into a position that you're in, whether it be stage teching, managing, well, I mean, normally, I, like I said, I get this question a lot. And in normal years, what I tend to talk about is networking um, and being in the right place at the right time. Um, but this is 2020, and we're all supposed to be socially distant and kind of staying in our homes and, and not really doing a lot of that. So one, one of the things that's been really cool that's kind of come out of this year is that there's been a lot of courses developed um, a lot of people have, you know, either started a podcast to educate people. Uh, yeah, a lot of podcasts. Oh, um, <laughs> um, everybody's so starting a basic, podcast. Basic, basic bitches. Um, but, like, there's there's a lot of people. Uh, my friend Mark Clark, uh, who works for American Authors, has done an entire oh, course on tour managing. Band. A great band. Um, you know, the, uh, Audinate is making all of their Dante certification courses available for free. So in, in 2020, like the thing to do is work on your skills. Yeah. Um, cause you can't really go out and network. And that's the second part of the, the equation. Like we talked a little earlier about how I kind of just go, yeah, I can do that. And then I figure <laughs> out how to do it afterwards. Right, right. That works to a certain extent, but you know, in this business, the, the cream rises to the top and the bullshit sinks pretty quickly. Um, so if you get on a gig and you don't know what you're doing, people are going to find out and you're not going to keep that gig for long. Um, so if, you know, if you don't have skills or you don't know what skills you need, start looking it up, you know, start, start finding some stuff to do. And, you know, if you're, you already have a skill, then expand your skill set. Um, cause again, the more you can do, the more employable you are. Awesome, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming. Uh, we've loved having you. Dude, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Dude, appreciate it. Uh, but how, do you, how can we find you? Do you have like a web page yeah, or Yeah, social media, Instagram, uh, yeah, Facebook. I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram um, at Mr. Josh Mockerman. And I have a LinkedIn. I couldn't tell you for the life of me what that is, but I, but I have it. You can look me up, Josh Mockerman. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have a question, very important question before yeah. we go. Are you a smoker or non-smoker? What kind of smoking are we talking about? Well, it says here on they your say resume right here that, that you're a non-smoker. I, I, I do not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we'd like to thank everyone for watching and listening to Bring Me Backstage. If you enjoyed our content, like, subscribe, or follow. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and all social media platforms. Rock and roll, baby. Rock Woo! and roll.